0: I think my most jaw-dropping moment is when I went to the World Economic Forum the third week in January of 2020, and I saw all those plans, whether they were in the computer, whether they were hard copy on the shelf, everything 200 layers deep at the World Economic Forum, and that really got my jaw, I and they were all in operation. so.
1: Before we get into the show, I want to share with you the Z-Stack, a powerful immunity-building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell. Quercetin and vitamin C together are a safe, over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine. Access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments. Also, it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin D is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital. With the dangers of the COVID shot, we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick. The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the amazing Celeste Solemn coming to the show. If you have not heard of her, you need to know of her. She is just amazing. She's a scientist by training and she's just been her entire life trying to figure out what the New World Order globalists are doing. And she's worked for different agencies in the government and she's that's so much research but a lot of it comes from the scientific perspective and you know what the global economic forum has planned and it is out of this world i mean you unless you see the actual documents and you hear them speak the words and you read the books and you see the science it seems like it's just out of a dream or something it's so out there and bizarre but that is what they're planning And after this year or few years of how we're watching what they're doing with this genetic recoding or whatever the heck they're doing and trying to kill a lot of people, I think that most of us are now ready to accept that, yeah, they're willing to do anything to us. But the crazy part is how far they're going to go. I mean... you. We thought slavery was bad in the past, but you have no idea what control means until you start understanding how much control they want to have over all of humanity. When people say they want to take away your free will, that is not an exaggeration. And it's really serious. I really welcome you to listen to Celeste Solemn. Join her her website, join her forums, and, and listen to what she has from a scientific perspective. And also go and do some of that research yourself at the World Economic Forum. Be careful, because they use a lot of words that make it seem really great. And you know the fact is, is that science and technology and what we could do for humanity could be amazing. I mean, we could take away most problems that we have from well, all problems almost from a health standpoint. We could live a long, healthy life, a natural life, and we could deal with our problems in society. Everybody could have enough food. It could be really a paradise on earth. Or you get the bad guys that want to take the science because they've been hiding it so that people can't do anything good and or anything of volume in good. And they're using it for control and nefarious purposes. And they're shielding it in these really good for humanity words like and people are seeing this now with this jab. It's to keep you safe. You know, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated because they they are unsafe and these vaccines are safe and this will make you safe. I mean, it's so obvious that they're lying but that's the same type of lying they're doing everywhere and let me give you an example on friday i don't know when you're listening to this this was friday september 24th the cdc 14 doctors on the council of 15 doctors i think it was 14 out of 15 or 15 out of 16 denied Said they don't approve or they do not uh suggest that we move forward with these booster shots because they had doctor and presenter after presenter, scientist after scientist saying that these shots are worse than the actual disease, which we, all the people in this audience, know. But they brought the science, the facts, the data is conclusive now. And so they voted for it almost unanimously. And then Walensky, the head of the CDC, voted against it anyways and and approved it anyways and went against their recommendations. There was a Arizona, I believe it was Arizona. I was listening to the Buck and I don't know, whatever the guys that took over for Rush Limbaugh. I'm not too impressed with them. Anyways, they had this Arizona Senator or Arizona governor on, and he was saying how proud he is of Walensky because she showed courage and she did what we needed to do. And so he was on there for like, Ten minutes just talking about how important it is to get boosters and then right after that they had this caller call in and talk about how he ran out to get his booster shot and the the people just need to know now that the facilities aren't open yet um, because the word hasn't gotten out there that the booster shots are available and he said that he yeah he wants he's signing right up for that booster shot and these are the people that are replacing Rush Limbaugh. They, they are controlled opposition. I, I know they are because that's what they do. They talk about, they bring on, uh, different people to talk about, you know, the data with the viruses or with the vaccine and, and they, uh, claim this is the only place you can see the truth, which is <laughs> total BS. Independent journalists are where you find the truth, truth. And, and then. They go on and they they fill it in with this propaganda. That's what disinformation is. That's what controlled opposition is. And so they've sucked in all of Rush Limbaugh's past audience, not all, but a lot of it, and then they're feeding them drips of this crap. And that's what propaganda is. That's what PSYOPs are. And that's what we're subjected to on a regular basis. Now, the Maricopa County audit didn't come out in full, and we all know we've had Dave Hodges on my show uh, regularly. He lives in Maricopa County. He says that Karen Fan is dirty. Um, they are. There's many people who are dirty. We know the rhinos are dirty. But she's the head of the Senate, and they're doing whatever they can to whitewash this Maricopa County audit. And then it, the audit is, is really damning. It's going to show that the, without a doubt that it was a fraudulent, stolen election. I remember it's only 10,000 votes. And they had, what, something like 20,000 people voted who didn't even live in the county. I mean, there's over 200,000 ballots that are in question. It, it's easily just that county <laughs> overturns the election. This isn't, remember, that's just one county. But anyways, they're trying to try to whitewash it. But the media all after today or today and yesterday were saying that Maricopa County results shows that Biden won, which is another group of lies. And that's what they're putting out again, more psyops, more propaganda. And that's what we're subjected to. And that's the the propaganda of the World Economic Forum. When you look at. Whether this is good for humanity or not, it's just you gotta look between the lines and and see what they're doing. So, anyways, uh, before we get into this interview, I want to uh, remind you to go to my website sarahwestall.com, subscribe to my newsletter. Please do that. That way, you will be updated on everything. Also, people who have been signing up for Ebeneer, if you um, are having issues getting the sign up form. Remember that you get an email, so once you sign up, you get an email, so then you can register for Ebeneer. Look in your spam boxes, because it might be there. Also, there's going to be another functionality, so people can do all they want with their subscriptions, and be able to alter that at any time. I have developers working on that right now. I'm paying for it, so it better work good. I don't know. When it comes to um, paying for development, sometimes I'm unpleasantly surprised at how long it takes and how many errors there tends to be in that which I think we can all relate to but I am trying I am paying for it so anyways let's get into this amazing conversation with Celeste Solem. Hi Celeste welcome to the program. Thanks for having me Sarah it's going to be great conversation. I have been wanting to interview you for a long time. I hear nothing but good things about you. You know, Dave Hodges and I are are friends, and he interviews you quite a bit. And he talks about you, brings your stuff up, because I'll be talking to him and brainstorming. And then he always brings you up as, oh, yeah, Celeste told me about this. And I'm just like, I got to talk to her. So I'm so glad you're on. But the first thing we need to do, so the audience, um, a lot of people are, probably already know who you are, but a lot of people don't yet. If you're going to be introduced to a new audience here. Um, tell us your background.
0: Okay, so basically, um, I come from <clears throat> my father worked for the government and the military. And he sat me on his knee at five years old. And he said, all the, that we're seeing right now is going to happen on your watch. And so he told me to be ready. At five years old, and so I took that to heart, and so I developed skill sets and went into professions that would prepare me for these days and these times that you're seeing now. No, it didn't just happen two years ago, uh, or whenever you think that it—you know—all this evil happened. It—it it actually has been generational, um, actually centuries, and. Um, centuries old. So, um, then I went first into, um, medicine, into pediatrics. And then, um, I had a child that had a lot of birth defects, so I didn't want to live at 24 seven. So I did a stint in dentistry and, um, so, I enjoyed learning about dentistry and all the different facets in human nature because people don't like dentists. So, there's the whole psychology perspective. And then I went into environmental medicine, and that I learned a lot. I was mentored um, away from allopathic into natural treatments and modalities. And, you know, I was a hard sell at first. It was, you know, I just believed in allopathic Western medicine. And uh, so it was a hard sell, but uh, my body crashed in 2002. And so I learned different modalities and they really do work. And so it changed my worldview. And of course, um, then I did my government service. And I'm going to kind of downplay that because then there's like uh, some Various attacks, but I was there for, let's, Y2K, 9-11. Where in the government? um, Agencies, um, FEMA, and and DHS.
1: Okay, so you learned a lot when you were in there as well, didn't you?
0: Yes, but I pretty much knew what I I would be doing when I I was in there. So it was not a surprise. Um, I went in, as a matter of fact, I... um, I knew. And so I was kind of wondering why and what my role in it was. And then that season closed and I always kept my roots in the ground. I always had an organic garden. I love flowers. I love fresh food, nutrient dense. I believe that that really is where health is. And so I lived in Montana on an organic farm and I wrote articles. And then three years ago, um, I just, the door opened for me to start broadcasting. And so I, I did it and I had to learn, learn the, uh, to be comfortable in front of a camera and, um, get the word out. And I still do write articles. And, um, I just recently moved to North Dakota. My husband was killed four years ago.
1: Um, sorry about
0: that. A mysterious, uh, accident. Hmm. Um, that has the signature of of where I used to work. So, you know, I'll never know this side on this side, but uh, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, I was healed. I mean, it's hard when you lose uh, someone uh, that you love and you're on the same page with. And I think it's important that I share that because there is hope. For those of you that are losing loved ones due to either cancer or the pathogen or other things, that, that it, it really stings at first, but then it gets better. It doesn't mean that you um, there's not a hole in your heart, but that you can go on. You can have a joyful and a very fulfill, fulfilled life um, and just be ready for lots of surprises. We live in this day and age of surprises.
1: I agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. Now when you were at DHS and FEMA, did you learn, did it just reconfirm what you already knew? Like you saw everything that you thought you knew you saw, you saw it while you were in the inside even more.
0: Um, So I learned the details of like plans and all of that. And of course I took place or I, I had did lots of exercises Um, And most of those exercises, there is an element that always goes live. Uh, But I think my most jaw-dropping moment is when I went to the World Economic Forum the third week in January of 2020. And I saw all those plans, whether they were in the computer, whether they were hard copy on the shelf, everything 200 layers deep at the World Economic Forum. And that really got my jaw. I and they were all in operation.
1: And they were based on uh, the coronavirus or the this pathogen and this COVID, wasn't it? 200 layers deep, starting with COVID. There's a backstory to
0: that that everybody needs to understand. That they knew that this their plan was coming and that the world was also changing because of the cyclic nature of, uh, you know, we go through cycles and on Earth. So the powers that be knew that this was coming. So about 15 years ago, I would say, they started, there was a classification of life called the linear system. It dates back into ancient history uh, where all life was classified, like humans were classified as humans and like dogs or dogs and cats or cats. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they worked for 10 years to change that <clears throat> classification because they wanted they knew that there would be new life forms, hybrid life forms, and synthetic life forms, extraterrestrials, demons, angels, and they wanted to make room in the organizational chart for that. And so they developed something called the Philo Code. That's P-H-Y-L-O-C-O-D-E. They worked on it for 10 years and then it sat quiet for the, it was approved. And then by who, who was it approved by? Um, it, there's an international, an international committee that uh, approved it. You can look up all the the details. If you just type in filo code, you can get the whole back history. I'm just doing some touch points because the first deployment of a hybrid, uh, entity was COVID. And so it was the first time that most of us heard the word clades. So instead of families now, you hear clades Um, and COVID was in this certain clade. And the thing with clades is it's kind of like the whole gender thing going right now is it mixes and matches. So humans in this new phylo code are related to arthropods dinosaurs and birds we're all in the same family well I don't know about you I mean sometimes at the holidays I may feel like a dinosaur when I put on (laughs) that weight but you know I'm not you know I don't have a bit a bill like a bird and um I don't well how
1: did they put us I mean how did they put us with that I mean are we still in with monkeys and apes and no I mean how did no, they they in, separated us away from apes and monkeys and put us in with dinosaurs and birds.
0: Yeah, and I why the the rhyme or reason I really don't understand. But you see, there's this confu- I think the purpose was is that all creation was going to be confused. Um That they. It's not just this gender thing, like between men and women, and like I, from what I understand, there's like 600 different genders now. Uh, it's also <laughs> like you don't know: are you a human? Are you a humanoid? Or, or am I a bird? And maybe the, we'll see the day when you go, you know, into um, the Costco and you say, "Well, I'm a di- i am identify with a dinosaur," um, you know. <laughs>
1: Well, it's and so it's so I have the absurd. rights to a
0: dinosaur. I know it's it's insane. What can I say?
1: Well, they had that show on Netflix where children are born after a virus with being hybrids between different animals. And they were the result of this virus. I mean, we're going to have to see season 2 to be able to see really what, what's going on with that. But I think it's the, part of that preconditioning. You know, of us starting to unthink that way. I mean, what well, do you think? actually,
0: you don't have to wait till season two, because <laughs> back in 2018, uh, I went to a military conference on transhumanism, and we were told that by 2025, all the old humans uh, that were created between a man and a woman and God and and all of that were to be depopulated and these new humans would be populating the Earth. This year, um, several of these new humans have been born. These new humans are engineered in a lab. I am not sure if they're gestated in a, like a pod like you see on X-Files or if they actually insert these um, engineered creatures into the womb of a woman. I, I don't know about that part. Uh, I do know that several have been born, uh, both on Earth and in space. They are soulless. Um, they are completely augmented and enhanced. And they um, are, are one with the quantum computer. So basically, they don't have to dial in or, or wireless in. They, their mind act actually is connected.
1: Are they biological robots, essentially, because if you don't have a soul, then you're a robot.
0: You're a synthetic life form.
1: Yeah, yes. with no, you can be completely, um, do they have emotions and things as well?
0: Um, yes, but actually, uh, have you ever gone to Sanctuary.ai? No. Okay, sec- Sanctuary.ai, um, there's this artist that is making life like robots, and I received this military doc, I've known about this for some time, Um, and in December of, uh, yeah, was it? This past December, I know, time flies when you're having fun. I got a 232-page document, and basically it said in there that they were going to cavitate human as they are depopulated and stuff them full of soft robotics. Well, these synths, that um, are a part of uh, Sanctuary or AI um, will actually have artificial blood. That's why we're being mapped, and that's why they want these sensors embedded in us because they want it. They use something called biomimicry. Um, they want to completely make a synthetic human, like with warm blood, uh, a a synthetic heart, a synthetic brain, um, everything, they do show emotion and that, and as the humans are desensitized, we're told don't be emotional, you know, um, and we have all these rules and regulations of behavior. That was the first thing when COVID, most people are not aware of this, that it was all planned, well, it was planned the year before COVID hit. So 2018 to 2019, all the countries passed a, uh, got a mental health framework and what they were, the media was telling people is God forbid you have a, you're in a disaster. You as a human do not have the fortitude to endure um, any disaster. Uh, you need help. And we're here to help. We're the government. We're here <laughs> we're to help. Here to help. And so it started in China. As soon as COVID hit, they initiated their a mental health framework. And it was the same as, as COVID went around the world. Each country implemented their mental health framework amazingly harmonized with the UN goals.
1: Well, and it didn't work too well when the suicide levels go off the charts. But uh, let's talk about this soulless deal. When you create a lab born anything, it doesn't, isn't it just human beings having, um, the male and female of natural humans, the spark of life. They can create the spark of life in a lab. If you start with the human sperm and egg, they, you know, that's the people that are born all the time, but you have to have the natural human egg and sperm to create that natural spark of life. That Uh, You know, that's the God gene. That's the God influence there. They can't reproduce that, can they?
0: No. Um, What they're doing, like all the academia, in academia, DARPA, um, all the dark agencies and stuff, are breaking all life down to the molecular form and it's actually being re engineered into. creatures and things that they want, um, but they don't, it doesn't have the spark of life.
1: Well, and without the spark of life, it's lacking, um, it's it's lacking a whole essence that they don't understand. Now, do they, do they want it to have the spark of life and they can't figure it out? Or do they think that that's not relevant for their purpose? Or do they prefer not to?
0: They prefer not to, because you know I'm sure you've heard in the media before covid it was post-human post-human We're in a, we're going to be entering a post-human world. Uh, they do not want carbon-based uh, life forms they want they don't want that they say that's over. we've damaged the planet um and it's part of our Reparation to be depopulated, and so they want to repopulate by uploading uh, memories into silicon life forms, these artificial synths, and they think they're going to just live one happy life. But unfortunately, it's going to be a living hell for them.
1: Well, now, do they want to keep their soul and their children's souls? So, will there be a certain elite population? That are, nor- that are normal humans um, with, uh, you know, some people say the the 1% are soulless anyways, but let's just imagine, I mean, t- maybe you can answer this whole, do they want to be normal humans and the rest be slaves that have no soul? Or I, I don't, I'm trying to get a whole overall understanding.
0: So the ultimate goal is that this, these handful of elite, I do not believe they have a soul, um, I, I believe that maybe their bloodline got contaminated or they were from this evil, wicked evil that many of us have a hard time even fathoming, and that they will upload themselves into these synths, and then what their ultimate goal, like with CERN, is to turn the planet into a neutron star and blow it up as a, as a blood sacrifice. And they will either be off planet or they think they're just going to live in these synthetic bodies that are going to withstand that devastation.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And all of this is documented, isn't it? It's not like you're making this stuff up and the Celeste is in La land. Because if you first hear this, it's I've been involved, I've been in the deep end for a while. So this isn't me hearing, so I can accept what you're saying. But that's only because I've been exposed to so much and so much facts to say, oh man, this could be right. But if you're hearing it for the first time, it seems so far fetched that, God, this is just has to be Looney Tunes because what the heck, but it really does have, (laughs) it's like craziness, but it's true. These idiots really are doing stuff like this.
0: Yes, they really are. And In many of my interviews that include the visual, um, I actually take people to the various websites and we just, you know, go down the line and I can show you exactly where it is in the websites. And then you can go to the websites yourself and explore them on your own. So you can follow my work at uh, shepherdsheart.life where my articles are on my blog or celestialreport.com and that's where my videos are and I do because I know it's very hard to wrap your mind around so the best way is to see it with your very own eyes uh, jot down the URLs copy them however you want to do it and then
1: uh, exp- do a little exploring on your own. And because you you need to be able to see that there's facts behind it because it's too out there. But now when you go and you look down these websites and you see the people behind it are, you know, like when you look at the Global Economic Forum, it's you know it seems so far out there, but then you realize every leader in the world and all the big banks and everybody that's making decisions and running things are actually part of this. So you can't just say it's a conspiracy th- theory because these guys are the people who are actually part of it. Is that the same thing that you see with all these different websites is that well, you can't write it off as being just some nutbag that created the website because the people behind it is either the military or DARPA or the global economic forum, somebody, the, the groups that are very powerful.
0: Yes. They, and These are the groups and whether you want to consider it as a, conspiracy or not. What do they say? Uh, Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean that they're not out to get you. Just because it's a conspiracy does not mean that it's not happening.
1: Yeah. And what we're realizing that with COVID here is that, oh my God, they really are trying to kill all of us, you know, or kill a lot. And, you know, Scotland's numbers, it just came out uh, yesterday or, or day before, and they the one thing about Scotland is they track, and a lot of the European countries will track their death rate almost real time. And their numbers, their death rate is, first of all, their vaccination rate's at 89%. Their death rate for a normal year is 25% higher at this point. And this is after being having an 89% vaccination rate. So there are the die off in some of these countries are starting to happen. The thing is they're months ahead of us because they got vaccinated before we did. And, um, it's just, it's just, and Israel's showing those numbers. England is starting to show, I mean, we're starting to see these in these other countries. So it's happening, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is happening. And I went and, uh, the, the models that I used were the same models that I would have used at work. And it was showing that after July 4th or the beginning of July, basically of this year, there would be 300,000 deaths in America alone. Um, So
1: 300,000 a month. Okay.
0: And you know, you go, well, that would be on the front page of the newspaper. You have to remember that back in the 1918 flu, which was a vaccination, and people don't realize that, um, induced pandemic, Uh, there was a media blackout. And um, when I worked for the agencies, there was this really great article and I thought I had saved it and I didn't. And now it's scrubbed, you can't find it anywhere. And I'm so upset because it showed the pictures and actually graphic detail, it was very good coverage. Um, because, of course, the agencies have access to that information, but the average person was not aware of the deaths and the carnage that was taking place. And they use the same model for this. So they know that if it's not on the six o'clock news, most Americans just are busy with their lives. It's hard to survive these days just you know, with the many things that we all have to do. And so they don't dig deep and they, and there's no real way because when they put a news or a censorship blackout, you can't get the information. And so that we're, we're seeing that with all the censorship. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of alt media that would cover the deaths and uh, disabilities because this is also a bug that or a pathogen that, that disables. Um, But you know, we get taken off, you know, you can't do it on the almighty tube. You can't, um, the only way you can do, give information is on a private paywall. And, and even when I write articles, so I was doing one about a couple months ago on depopulation and I've written about depopulation for like 25 years and never had a problem. And so I had the word depopulation in the title, but it had the agenda had just switched, you know, into high gear. And they did not want me to say it. And I couldn't save, you know, how the little circle goes round and round and it wouldn't let me save it. It wouldn't let me do anything with the with the article. And I thought, huh, you know, I think it's uh, depopulation is now a forbidden word. So I did manage to save it, the article, um, not in that program, but just with you know, cut and paste, copy and paste. And I saved it, and then I changed the title and to something else, and sure enough, it was, you cannot use the word depopulation anymore because it's operational, and they don't want any focus on it.
1: I've kind of just said whatever. I'm going to do straight-up journalism, and I'm going to be censored all over the place, but I'm going to do it. Some of the stuff I put behind a paywall, if I think it's too... If I'm if i'm kind of concerned that i don't want people to stumble into it or if it's not necessarily it's kind of often a tangent or i don't know i like to do certain things on my behind my paywall but in general i'm like i'm just going to do independent journalism and and go with it and see what happens and god's on my side <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm like I, i'm driven. i'm just going to do this but uh, you know the there has been a historical um It happens over and over in history where tyrants go and take over everyone's uh, the, uh, groups or society's resources and take over their land. And in the past, what they've done is they would pollute a river upstream with the, some kind of metal and kill everybody downstream and then take over their land. Or they would burn animals and the fire would go and, and you know kill all the people over in the, wherever the air was going and they watch where the wind was going. And so it, it, it's always been, you know, you look at Tartaria, And I've been digging into that, where they just wiped out, it looked like they wiped out people to take over resources. They tried to do that with the American Indians, and they did a pretty good job with them, and they're still doing it to them. I think it's just part of this whole tactic, again, is wanting to take us out so that they can take over the resources. And I mean, it's all part of it. That's how they operate. They don't even think twice about it's just normalized that we need to destroy this group and take their resources and whatever, once they don't have a use for us anymore.
0: What's really kind of interesting. I have this collection of books called legends of the Jews, and it talks about the 200 angels, fallen angels uh, that fell from heaven and that they taught early man, uh, certain skills and, um, part of that was exploiting the resources like mining um, and that type of thing so it was interest it was interesting that mining really wasn't before that time they didn't mine minerals and stuff but now it's all about the resources and grabbing those and politic mm-hmm. geo it, geopolitically um, you know selling off America I remember one time uh, they were going to I'm a backpacker and a mountain climber, and they were going to take one of my favorite places to go and turn it into a wilderness area where only eight heartbeats could be in the whole wilderness area at a time, part of the Wildlands Project. And so I called my, um, my legislator back in D.C., and I voiced my opposition, and she goes, well, you have to be for it, and I said, uh, why is that? I'm not for it at all. And she goes, because otherwise it is going to be sold to a foreign country. And that's what we don't. Many of us at that point, this was like 20 years ago, oh, 25 wow. years ago, uh, didn't realize that they, America was actually selling off these vast tracts of land to foreign countries and then also um, turning... Uh, control over under the wildlands so that no humans could be you know living in those areas. That is part of the whole wire, wildfire situation. For over 60 years, the Forest Service um, planned wildfires um, as a way to get private property ownership out um, by small property owners and just have a few elite to manage large swaths of the property. So that has been on the books for a long time and now we're seeing it come to pass.